Welcome to the Private School Leader Podcast, where private school leaders learn how to thrive and not just survive as they serve and lead their schools. I strongly believe that it is possible to have a long and happy and fulfilling career as a private school leader. And my passion is to help you figure out exactly how to do just that right here on the Private School Leader Podcast. I'm your host, Mark Menkes. So when I was a kid, my favorite superhero was Spider-Man. And I can remember when we were on vacation in Indiana to visit my grandmother. And it wasn't so much of a vacation. Um, kind of the middle of nowhere, this little tiny town in Indiana. And I do remember, though, one of the things that I was excited about is that while I was there, the new... Uh, comic book for Spider-Man, the new issue would come out and we would go up to the corner store and I would buy the comic book and just loved everything about Spider-Man. The the web slinging, the swinging from buildings, the fighting, he had a smart mouth. Um, And not only that, Spider-Man was a relatable human being. He was Peter Parker. He was a, a college kid and he never had any money and He was always having issues with his girlfriend, and so Spider-Man, a lot to like there. I was a huge Spider-Man fan. But when I was a kid, I never really liked Superman. Never really got into Superman, and I think part of it is because he's an alien from another planet. He's basically invincible. That's why they call him the Man of Steel. You'd shoot him with a gun, and the bullets would just bounce, bounce right off of him, and he you know, couldn't be defeated. He was, you know, basically indestructible, not very relatable, and nothing could damage, nothing could harm, nothing could defeat Superman except for one thing, and that was kryptonite. And Superman's enemies figured out that this rock, this green rock from his home planet Krypton, that if it was near him, if they used it They could either hurt or maybe even kill Superman. And it's become part of our everyday lexicon that some people use the word kryptonite and they know that that's used to refer to someone's weakness or something that can be used to hurt someone who is strong or it's a kind of updated um, updated word with the same meaning as your Achilles heel, which of course is from Greek mythology. So... As school, as a private school leader, you do so many things so well, and you have so many strengths, but you also have some things that you need to avoid that could totally destroy your career. And the reason we're talking about Spider-Man and Superman and Kryptonite is because on today's episode of the Private School Leader Podcast, we are going to discuss your leadership kryptonite and how to avoid it. But before we get into today's topic, I want to give you a free gift just to say thank you for listening to the podcast. I've created a free guide for you, and it's called Five Strategies to Help You Work with Difficult Parents. We know that working with parents is part of the job, and most of our parents are great, but some of them can be very demanding, and they get emotional, and they're very difficult. And this guide will give you the tools that you need to build better relationships and have better meetings with the difficult parents at your school. 
And so you can go over to the privateschoolleader.com slash parents to grab that guide. And thank you again for listening every week. And I'd like to ask you for a favor. If, I just would love it if you would please, please, please share the podcast with two people. One would be a current school leader in your life, whether they're at your school or someone you met at a conference or just someone you know through an affinity group. And then the other would be an aspiring leader at your school. And we are now, the podcast is now in 50 countries. It has over 50,000 downloads. And I just want to thank you again for helping me get the word out to private school leaders all around the world. And if this content has helped you, uh, I would love it if you would share it with others so it can help them as well. So thank you for that. All right, so we're talking about Superman and how kryptonite is the only thing that can make him weak, the only thing that can defeat him, the only thing that can destroy Superman. And I want to talk about your leadership kryptonite. This is something that could, in time, end your career as a private school leader, and it needs to be avoided at all costs. And so your leadership kryptonite, three things. Number one, lack of integrity. Number two, failing to regulate emotions. And number three is pride. So let me hit you with those again. Our leadership kryptonite that we're trying to avoid as private school leaders, number one, lack of integrity. Number two, failing to regulate our emotions. And number three, pride. So let's talk about lack of integrity, first of all. So we know what integrity is. It's high character. Um, it is how we're acting when no one is watching. It's just that high ethical and moral example that we set as private school leaders. And so <clears throat> some of the problems that come up is when we have a lack of integrity that, first of all, it impacts the trust and credibility that our team, our parents have towards us. Because integrity is just so fundamental. It's such a fundamental quality for school leaders. And private school leaders who lack integrity may engage in unethical behavior, such as misappropriation of funds, or favoritism, or nepotism, or dishonesty, or a long list of things that could happen if we lack integrity. And those actions, when we lack integrity, they just erode that trust and credibility. And let's face it, trust and credibility are essential for having a positive reputation, having strong relationships with our parents and our students and our staff and the rest of our community. And so if we're letting our integrity slip, if we're letting our character um, really suffer because of the poor decisions that we're making, then we are basically touching kryptonite. And another thing about integrity is, is that in our schools, we are supposed to be the ethical role models in our schools. And so we're supposed to set that example of ethical behavior. And when we fail to demonstrate integrity, it sends a message. And the message that it sends 
to our team and to our teacher, to our staff and teachers, to our parents, to our students. When we fail to demonstrate integrity, the message that it sends is that ethical standards are not a priority at our school. And I know that's not true for you, but we have to be intentional about our integrity. And we know that um, letting our integrity slip and not being a good ethical role model, that that just can really affect our entire school culture. And it actually discourages ethical behavior among the staff and the students because we're the role model. And if they're watching us, what are they seeing when it comes to our ethical behavior, our character, our integrity? And I just want to share a couple things about myself as far as mistakes that I've made when it came to choices that I made with regards to my integrity. And like I said, character, you know, how I act when no one is watching. I think back to just meetings where I was really, really evasive and I was uh, manipulative with the truth. You know, I'm thinking back to, you know, the late 90s and early to mid 2000s, especially. Um, you know, a lot of administrators speak. Um, and then I've mentioned this before on the podcast, but you know, I'd talk to a, a parent and I would kind of a little bit badmouth the teacher and just be like, yeah, I can't believe that they did that, blah, blah, blah. And then I would go to the teacher and then I would be like, yeah, well, you know, can you really believe the parent is upset about this thing? Well, that's not, that's not honest feedback. That is not, um, that is not a right way to approach those, um, interactions, Um, sometimes I held back on important information that people needed and sometimes I wasn't really perfectly ethical when it came to confidentiality and all of that changed I would say around 2010-2011 when I just really decided to prioritize my integrity and that I needed to set that example for my team. So when it comes to this piece of kryptonite, letting our integrity slip, what are some ways that we can be intentional about overcoming that, about making sure that our integrity and our character is all squared away? Well, I like to think that we need to make this our most important leadership trait. And I'll say that again. I think that character, integrity, ethical behavior, moral role model, that that needs to be our number one most important trait as a leader at our schools. Another way to do this is to tell the truth and keep your promises. You know, I tell my teachers, I'm, I'm always going to tell you the truth. Um, I'll tell you everything that you can know, you know, sometimes personnel decisions or budget decisions might not be public knowledge, but everything that they can know, I'll let them know. And I'll tell them the truth, even if it's something that they don't want to hear. Um, Some other things that help with our integrity is when we try to be cool under pressure, because if we're in high pressure situations, that parent is really putting pressure on us to change that grade or take away that detention or 
let that kid play in the basketball game. Sometimes we let our integrity slip when we're under pressure. Um, it's important to, again, be <clears throat> empathic and high in emotional intelligence and to show some courage when we don't have the confidence reach for the courage, and that'll help us maintain our integrity. And just always remember, um, it, it boils down to, are we the same? When people are watching us lead, are we the same when we're alone? You know, what are we like when people aren't watching? And the last thing, last two things that I would say about this one is um, not to gossip and to just maintain that confidentiality and that builds trust. And finally, that it is our responsibility as the leader to set that example. And then the last thing I want to say about this kryptonite is how it could end badly for you. Because sometimes we have enough motivation when we just think of the positive things. But I think also every once in a while we need to get real and think about the negative connotation. You let your integrity slip. And that's something that could end badly for you. Um, lack of trust among your team. Uh, you could get fired for certain things. Um, that could be uh, mismanagement of funds or withholding information, um, you know, lying, um, you know, just confidentiality issues, um, a lawsuit involving, you know, financial mismanagement or dishonesty as far as the, the reporting of things. And I just want to rem you to remember that sometimes it is a motivator to think about the negative more than just focusing on the positive. So our piece of kryptonite number one that we are going to avoid is letting our integrity slip. All right, piece of kryptonite number two, failing to regulate our emotions. And I want to read a quote from a blog in Forbes magazine. I'll link it in the show notes at theprivateschoolleader.com slash episode 58. And it says, quote, reason and emotional intelligence in a world of raw emotion are the only antidotes to this form of kryptonite. So again, they're talking about failure to regulate emotions. And it says, quote, reason and emotional intelligence in a world of raw emotion are the only antidotes to this form of kryptonite. And that's hard when, you know, when we're living in our emotions, when we're in our feelings, it's very hard to be logical. It's very hard to be, um, to use reason and emotional intelligence. But there are some things that are byproducts of failing to regulate our emotions. And, and this can end badly for you at your school or in your career. And uh, we'll get to that in a moment. But just think about this from an emotional instability standpoint. Um, effective leadership, and this is supported by a lot of research that of what, of what teachers, what team members are looking for in any organization, really, is that effective leadership requires the ability to remain composed and make rational decisions, especially in high-stress situations. I just described our jobs as private school leaders, to remain composed and make rational decisions 
in high stress situations. And the problem is, is that if we struggle with regulating our emotions, we may respond impulsively. We may make poor decisions that we wish we could take back. We may show frustration um, and in appropriate ways, we may yell and get you know inappropriate when it comes to verbal exchanges. We might be in a meeting and just feeling a lot of emotions and then we just have terrible body language. Maybe we don't actually have to say anything, but we're clearly showing that we're not regulating our emotions. And do you know what else happens when you aren't able to regulate your emotions? Is, is that you have an unpredictable work environment. And nobody wants an unpredictable work environment. And this can also lead to conflict and reduce the overall effectiveness of the school's leadership team. Um, if you are not able to regulate your emotions... Your, your colleagues, the members of the leadership team, your teachers, they're just not going to be sure which version of you you're going to get. They're going to get. And that causes stress for everyone around you. And so I also want to talk about how some people will just say, well, that's just me. That's just how I am. You know, I have a short fuse. You know that about me. I, I just, I have a temper. You know, I, I, sometimes I blow my stack. Well, here's the problem. As private school leaders, we don't get that luxury anymore. We don't get the luxury of having a temper and losing our temper. And you say, well, wait a second, Mark. I thought you said we were human beings and not robots. You know, you said that on a recent episode. That's true. But as leaders, we need to earn our Academy Award every day. And that what's going on on the inside can't be revealed on the outside when we're at work. There are other places and other times where we can let it out, where we can, you know, yell, we, we can go for a walk, we can do mindfulness, whatever it is. But in those meetings, in those interactions, when we want to just lose our temper and just lose it and start screaming at somebody, we can't. We can't. We don't have that luxury as leaders. And so outbursts of anger or hostility can be very emotionally distressing for those on the receiving end. You know, I have a teacher and uh, in her first year, and the boss that she had for the eight or nine years prior to coming to our school, um, never met him, but um, based on everything that I've learned and my interactions with this new teacher, this boss had very unpredictable moods, and uh, had a temper. And it's taken a while for this teacher to realize that the culture is different at our school and that I'm different from that. And it's not that I don't ever, you know, uh, that I'm not, you know, ever have those feelings or ever want to just lash out, but we have to just keep that inside and find other ways to let it out. And you know, this worth working environment that, that we want to create, we want we don't want it to be stress stressful and unhealthy for our team. We we want to keep in mind the well being and the morale of the school community. And not only that, when it comes to regulating your emotions, you're modeling behavior for how 
it is acceptable for your team members to act when they're in meetings or when they're interacting with kids or when they're interacting with parents. And so if you're losing it from time to time, then you're basically giving them permission to lose it from time to time. And so what does that lead to? Well, it leads to staff turnover. Sometimes it leads to a toxic work environment. For you, it could lead to high blood pressure and heart disease and other physical problems and possibly mental health issues. And it also can lead to relationship problems in your personal life. And so this might be something that you struggle with. But how do we overcome that? All right, a couple of things. First of all, we need to, I, I talked about how, you know, the number one thing is to prioritize integrity. Well, we also need to prioritize having a predictable mood because your teams, your people, they deserve this because the least favorite game show in the world to play is guess my mood. And please don't make your teachers play that game. We need to increase our self-awareness we need to increase our self-regulation. And a way to do that is to increase our empathy and to try to do things to build our emotional intelligence. And you're like, well, I just kind of am who I am. I, you know, how would I possibly build my emotional intelligence? Well, just like you would build any other skill. You read books, you watch um, webinars, you, um, you, you role play, you, you practice, you Talk to someone who's high in emotional intelligence and ask, get them to help you. You push yourself to understand where people are coming from, people, where people are emotionally at work. And you use, lean into that empathy and you try to see things from their perspective. And that will typically keep you from showing that anger, that showing that, that letting that temper be seen. And you push yourself and your teams to become stronger at understanding how people react emotionally and how you react and respond emotionally. And again, I'll just come back to it full circle. If I had to just pick two things to help you with regulating your emotions, it would be empathy and self-control. And so I hate to end on a negative with this piece of kryptonite, failure to regulate emotions, but I'm going to because I want to talk to you about how it could end badly for you if you can't avoid this kryptonite, if you can't regulate your emotions. Well, first of all, everyone's going to avoid you and they're not going to want to collaborate with you or talk to you when they have problems because they don't know what kind of mood they're going to get and they don't want to interact with you. And that's going to affect your school tremendously. You could be fired because of the number of complaints that happen from teachers or from parents about how you acted inappropriately in a meeting and how you were impulsive, how you were, you lost your temper, how you yelled, um, things of that nature. And then you could also be having your school face lawsuits because of impulsive decisions to fire an employee or to expel a student. So again, I hate to shine a spotlight on the negative, but every once in a while, it's important to see how this could end if we don't regulate our emotions. So piece of kryptonite number one, letting our integrity slip. 
piece of kryptonite number two that we're going to avoid is failure to regulate emotions. And last but not least, piece of kryptonite number three is pride. And what goes hand in hand with pride is our ego. So if we have a lot of pride and we have a big ego, we're going to have some problems. And, and one of those is resistance to change. You know, when we have a lot of pride, it often makes it difficult for us to embrace change. And change is essential in education to adapt to evolving needs and best practices. And, you know, we went through COVID and we just changed our schools tremendously. And now, you know, you're dealing with AI and a lot of things that are continuing to emerge with DEIB and just all kinds of things that change is the one constant in our private schools. And if we think we know it all and we think we have a big ego and we're arrogant and we're conceited and we lead with pride. We're going to be resistant to that change because we think that the way that we do it is the right way and everyone else is wrong. So another problem that comes from pride and a, and a big ego is lack of accountability because pride and ego can keep and can, excuse me, can prevent leaders from taking responsibility for their mistakes or their shortcomings. And let's face it, we all make mistakes. And this lack of accountability can definitely erode trust within your school. And typically leaders with a big ego, with, a, with pride as a problem, will not apologize when they mess up. And this used to be me. When I was an insecure younger leader, um, there were throw pride and ego, but throw some, a heavy dose of imposter syndrome in there. And I just, I didn't ever want to apologize. I didn't ever want to admit that I was making a mistake because I didn't want to show weakness, but now I try to be authentic. And if I mess up, I apologize. And I just try to be sincere and I try to work really hard to make sure that whatever I did won't happen again. And so when we have a big ego, when we have a lot of pride, when we're conceited or arrogant, any of those words, typically there's a lack of accountability. Another problem with um, having pride and a big ego is um, we create a toxic work environment. And um, an overly ego-driven leader might create a toxic work environment by seeking personal validation and fostering a lot of competition and discouraging open communication and teamwork. And then there's just a lot of these weird, you know, conversations after the meeting and before the meeting. And there's some insecurity there. And just, again, it, it's toxic. And, and we just want to be authentic and open and honest and lots of integrity. And to try not to have our ego be the thing that's driving the bus. And then the final thing that I was thinking about with regards to a leader that's driven by pride and ego is uh, resisting feedback and input. And, um, you know, sometimes, you know, egomaniac leaders or egotistical leaders, they resist that feedback because they believe that they already know what's best for their school. And we've always done it this way. And, well, why do I need that input? And um, they're, they're not open to it. They don't want to know what people think. And then that leads to a lack of collaboration. 
and an inability to optimize or harness the collective wisdom of the school community. You've got so many smart people in your school and they work hard and they've got great ideas, but if you know it all and whether it's through insecurity or your personality or whatever it is, if the ego is driving it, you're missing out and it's going to hurt your school because you're not getting feedback from team members or from colleagues. So how do we overcome this piece of kryptonite, pride and a big ego? Well, number one is humility. And I realize that sounds easy, but it's incredibly hard to be humble, especially when you're a leader and you supervise a lot of people and maybe you're responsible for a pretty big budget. But humility is the way to overcome having too much pride and having too big of an ego. Another way to overcome this is to really, truly value others. If you really value what others think, if you really value how others feel, if you really value what others say, then you are going to be more likely to hear that feedback and to kind of keep that ego in check. And then finally, how to overcome it is to take responsibility for your decisions and apologize when you mess up. And that first time is going to be the hardest time, but it gets a little easier after that. And your teachers are going to respect you a lot more because they know you messed up. They know you need to apologize. So just take responsibility and apologize. And so then again, I want to finish this piece of kryptonite by saying how it could end badly for you at your school. Okay, so if you have a huge ego and you have this tremendous amount of pride, you could be fired because you've created a toxic work environment in your school and you're not moving your school forward. Your school could be under-enrolled because of resistance to change with the times. You just think you know how to do it and you're running a school like it's still 2005 or 2010 or whatever, and um, you're getting left behind. Um, you could have high teacher turnover because you're micromanaging people and you've got a poor culture. So that's how it could end badly for you. And we don't want that and we don't need that. And so our big takeaways from today's episode are that Superman, you know, he had pretty much an indestructible set of superpowers. But there was one thing that could take him down, and that was kryptonite. And so our three pieces of kryptonite are, number one, lack of integrity. The problem is a lack of trust because of the lack of integrity that we have. And the solution is to tell the truth and keep your promises. Piece of kryptonite number two is failing to regulate our emotions. The problem is a toxic work culture and having people play the game show guess my mood and the solution is self-control and empathy there and then the third piece of kryptonite is pride and a big ego and that leads to toxic workplace micromanagement won't take responsibility won't apologize and the solution is humility and apologize when you mess up 
And I like to end each episode with a call to action. I would ask you to identify which of these three pieces of kryptonite are the most problematic for you. And then take about 15 minutes this week to think about how can I be intentional about improving my behavior in this area? So there's your call to action. So let's wrap it up. Um, I want to give you another free gift. I've created a resource for you called The Six Things That Every Private School Teacher Wants From Their Leader. This guide is a six-page PDF that can be a game changer for you. And I guarantee you that if you do these six things, your teachers at your school will be happy to follow you. And you can get your free guide by going to theprivateschoolleader.com slash guide. And if you're getting value from the podcast, I'd love to hear from you. My email address is mark.o.minkus at gmail.com. That's mark.o.minkus at gmail.com. And just let me know if you are using a new strategy at your school that you learned on a podcast episode or what's your biggest pain point right now. And maybe I can do an upcoming episode on that pain point. Please subscribe so that you never miss an episode. The show notes for today's episode are at theprivateschoolleader.com slash episode 58. A new episode comes out every week on Apple and Spotify and YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. And if you could please write a review and rate the podcast, that helps the algorithm push it out as suggested content to private school leaders all over the world. I'm on Instagram at the private school leader and on Twitter at the PS leader. And if you got value from this episode, please share it with another leader in your life or an aspiring leader at your school. And I've been your host, Mark Minkus. I want to say I appreciate you so much and all the amazing hard work that you're doing at your school. Thank you so much for sake, taking some of your precious time to join me here today. And I will see you next time right here on the Private Scooter Podcast. And until then, always remember to serve first, lead second, and make a difference.